What's up, guys? Thanks for pressing play on 90 Day Fiance. Crazy and love the podcast. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. The last time she surprised me in a hotel lobby was on our first overnight getaway when she told me her credit card had been declined and I would be paying for everything. The one <laughs> and only... Teresa. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? And let me answer. <laughs> let me. It wasn't of... a question. It was a statement. Okay. Let me respond to your statement, right? Mm-hmm. It did happen. Yeah, sure did. And, but I didn't ask you to pay for everything. I, I... called <laughs> my credit card company and they were like, oh, yeah, you are in Chicago while you're supposed to be in New York. We saw someone stole it. And I said, no, no one stole it. It's me here in Chicago. Please activate it. And they did. And we were good. Nah, not so fast. I mean, I did have to pay for, well, I think. The cab. I paid for the cab. Yeah. Horrible. There was 30 (laughs) seconds where I was like, "Uh uh-oh, is she scamming me? This was, (laughs) was a couple months into our relationship. So I think we had built some trust. But that was the first and only time you've ever surprised me in a hotel lobby. That's probably no true. No sushi. No accusations of receiving topless photos. Yeah. It's the only time you've surprised me. The only time. The only time. The only time. Guys, if you want to be surprised, you can be. If you follow us on Instagram at 90 Day Crazy in Love, you can be surprised. You don't know what's going to happen over there. We don't know what's going to happen over there. Sometimes we post memes. Sometimes we go live. Sometimes we update you on cast news sometimes we put up polls who knows what's gonna happen no one knows the only way you can find out is if you follow us at 90 day crazy in love so do that please do that oh you forgot you forgot to say sometimes we just chat with you when you message us oh all the time private messages all the time we're all for it when you slide into our dms we are quick to respond we are here for you. We are here for you. So that's on Instagram at 90 Day Crazy in Love. You could also subscribe to the podcast, the one you are listening to right now. If you are not subscribed, that would be awesome if you could subscribe because, again, surprises. There's been surprises in the past. There will be surprises in the future. And if you want to be in on those surprises, well, look down at your phone and smash that subscribe button. Exactly, guys. Smash like it's hot and never be surprised. <laughs> or, oh, you'll, or be, you'll be surprised. Be surprised. You'll be surprised, but you'll be in on the surprise. Yes. That's the difference. You, you want to be in on the surprise. Exactly. You want to be the first one to know. Exactly. So you don't want to wait oh. until you go and look at a podcast a week later and be like, oh, oh, there is an extra episode that was uploaded five days ago, but I didn't know about it because I am not subscribed. Mm, couldn't have said it better myself, Teresa. Right? Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. So make sure you just smash that subscribe button. Smash it real hard. Yeah. And lastly, if you could take 30 seconds, if you have 30 seconds and you could use it to write us a review, we would be forever grateful. Forever. It makes a big difference in this podcast. It helps us. It helps us get noticed. It helps us feel validated and appreciated. And so that's... And it also provides us good feedback. And good feedback. And good feedback. So if you could just take, you know, 15 to 30 seconds, who knows how long it's going to take you. But if you could leave us a review, that would be awesome. Awesome. And speaking of reviews, we got one. We got a very nice one. Five stars. Woohoo! 
Okay. This one comes from Nicole J, who writes... Hello, Nicole. Hello, Nicole. First and foremost, hello. Hello. Hello, Nicole. And thank you for this review. So she writes one of my top faves. She says, I listen to several 90-day podcasts, like most of us fans. Guilty. Very guilty. Guilty of that. Very guilty. Guilty of that. Uh, Love listening to the two of you all. I'm driving to and from work. Your banter is great, and you guys are hilarious together. Keep up the great work. Also love the bonus episodes and then three heart emojis. Aw. Not one, not two, but three heart emojis. That is so awesome. And I'm sure Nicole is subscribed. I would imagine with three heart emojis, that's that subscription level. She knew right Nicole away knows. about an extra episode. Yeah. Oh, that's very true. This too. is what I'm just picturing. Mm-hmm. She's but like, man, I'm so glad I'm subscribed. Exactly. Look at this bonus that I wasn't <laughs> expecting. But that was a beautiful review. So thank you, Nicole. Totally and made my day. I didn't. I'm kind of embarrassed to say I didn't know. I don't think I knew you could leave emojis in a review. You just drop an emoji in a review. Yeah, you can. I recently reviewed the Spretzel Company. I I know. I'm talking oh, about Apple Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Come back to the podcast. All Teresa wants to do is talk about these pretzels because they're so delicious. They're uh, the soft, fluffy pretzels. Okay. Yeah. No, in an Apple review, oh, you can use know. an emoji. I didn't know that. Now you do. Now I do. <laughs> and it makes me think if you guys want to leave a review, but don't really have anything specific to say, drop us an emoji. Drop us the package emoji. Or drop us your favorite animal in the emojis. Mm-hmm. You could do that. Doesn't make any sense, but you could do hello, that. No, why not? I was thinking not? more like the unexpected FedEx package oh. emoji. So you can be the Send pa- us your package. The package emojis and next to it, your favorite animal. So it's something yeah. you would like to get in a mail. You want to get an animal in the mail? I know. What would you get in the mail? Not an animal. Oh, if if that was an option, what would you get? <laughs> if I could get any animal in the mail, yes. what would I get? But you would like, it would be a pet. You would just live with it. You know I'm going to say puppy because we just watched Pick of the Litter on really? Netflix and it's an adorable documentary. Oh, I know. You know what I'm going to say? Um, Dinosaur. Well, they're not alive, so no. Oh. Well, I'm sure if you got an animal in the mail, it wouldn't be alive. So (laughs) you're better off starting with a dead animal so you don't feel so bad. Okay, I'm going to say I would pick a seal. A seal? A seal. All right. I should have guessed that. Okay. You can can poke some holes. Sure. Right? Sure. And put water in there and do the whole thing. We have have a bathtub in our guest bathroom. Okay. Right. I mean, I'm not going to get into it, but... Let's move on. Let's hello. move on. But hello. if you want to drop us an emoji in the reviews, that's cool. We're here for that, too. All right. So thank you, Nicole. That was awesome. We, we appreciate that so much. All right. Before we get into the episode, shall we do a little 90-day by the way? Always. We got to tell you what's going on in the 90-day world. Just the, the top headlines. Yeah. Right? We want to keep you informed. Tell I wanna, us. I want to keep you informed. I want to keep our friends informed. Tell okay. us. Number one, baby girl Lisa is off the market. Mm-hmm. Sorry, fellas. Sorry, guys. <laughs> baby girl Lisa, BGL, is officially married. She has married her elementary school sweetheart, Tracy. Tracy. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tracy. So her elementary school sweetheart, apparently they've known each other since the fifth grade. And this is coming to us from realityt.com. So shout out to them. 
they say Lisa's relationship with Usman was strained from the moment she got to Nigeria. It wasn't great. Lisa says Usman was already texting another woman when she arrived in Nigeria. And she heard, and this is something I didn't know, she heard Usman call their relationship a project while talking to a producer. A project? Yeah, so huh. not not love. I would say Definitely if you're calling it a project. Not. But so He wasn't there for her. He said he would be. <laughs> he said he would be there but for her. But he you. wasn't. Turns out he wasn't he there was for not, her. He wasn't there for her. Turns out he was there for another girl <laughs> who he was texting while Lisa was there. He was there for everyone else but baby girl but Lisa. Lisa. So when she left Nigeria, she was done with the marriage. And she came home to, she says, restart her life with Tracy, which means there was a past there. Mm. Okay. She says, our lives have intermingled throughout the years, right? They've known each other since the fifth grade. They've intermingled. She says their lives, I imagine their body parts intermingled throughout the years. Ew. But now it's official. Okay. Now it's official. She is married in America to Tracy. The catch is she's still married to Usman in Nigeria. She is? Mm-hmm. Still legal in Nigeria. So. Why didn't she get a divorce? Well, maybe. Maybe she'll work on that. But is it even legal? I, Can you be know. married? In the, I, don't, I, I don't. I don't think know. like you and I are married in the United States, right? Mm-hmm. We are not official in the Czech Republic just there you yet. Go. Could you go to the Czech Republic? That and was get my married? question. Hmm. I don't hmm. know. I feel like if someone, I could, but if someone found out, I would be in a lot of trouble. That's interesting, guys. If we have any attorneys listening, or just people who are smarter than yeah. us, let us know. Yeah. Let us know. Interesting, interesting. But so now uh, her and Tracy going to do the raw dog. Going to do the raw dog. <laughs> Teresa. BGL. Oh. Her and Tracy. I got to make you legal in the Czech Republic. Yeah. I want to wish them luck and I want to congratulate them, but I don't care. To be honest, I don't care about them. So that's the latest news with BGL. She is married again. She's right. married, yeah, twice at the same time. All right, BGL. All the right. more, Good the more, you. the merrier. Good Isn't that you. what I say? Yeah, in some relationships, in some relationships. Okay. By the way, number two. Okay. Natalie, Julia, and Larissa—they're all in competition with each other. Okay. They're currently all competing in the Maxim Cover Girl contest. I think I've seen the your Larissa. eyes almost just rolled out of your head. I've Guys, seen Larissa. See yeah. I didn't know Julia. And why is Natalie competing? Why are any of them competing? First question. I mean, I can see Larissa and Julia. Okay. Natalie should just work on her behavior first <laughs> before she competes anywhere. So, so check this out. So if you guys aren't familiar, Maxim Magazine, right? They do this thing, I think, every year where you can enter and then the public votes on you. The winner gets the cover and $25,000. Nice. Maybe I should enter. <laughs> Listen, you would be one of thousands because JK, there, JK. there are thousands that enter this competition. So many, they break it down into groups. So like each group, I don't know, 12, hmm. 15 girls, and then you vote each group. And currently, Natalie and Julia are both first in their groups. Really? They're both number one in their groups. What about Larissa? I can't find her rankings currently, but the last time I saw, she was like third or fourth. 
I know. I know. I hope Natalie didn't use her pictures from 90 Day Fiancé because that makeup mm. was no bueno. The, the photos she's using are clearly heavily edited, I will say. Julia uses a photo from, I think, her dancing days. Mm. It looks like a dancing photo. But here's the best part. So in you have photos, but then you have to write a little bio. Mm-hmm. And you have to say what you would do with the money if you won. Okay. What would you do with the 25K if you won? So Julia says, I would spend money on travel for my parents and pay the first installment on my house in which I plan to make a small animal shelter. Okay, wait a minute. Yeah. That's her response. Yeah. But she really wants to get out of the farm because of all the animals. Yeah. Oh, Julia. It's, oh, Julia. It's like when someone says, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you're like, um, like a mailman. It's like, well, your dad's a mailman. It's like, yeah, because it's the only job I know. It's like her answer is the only thing she knows. It's like buy a house and create an animal shelter because that's what Ron and Betty do. That's your answer, Julia. True. Unless she's trying to pull out the heartstrings with oh, the whole she, animal she shelter. Sure, she thing. sure Pulling is. out the G-strings with that photo. Oh. Shout out to Julia. Hello. I've, we have a saying in Czech. When someone says things like this, we say, you poop in your mouth. Oh. <laughs> okay, we say you shit in your mouth. Yikes. But it basically means that you say something and it goes in and out. Okay. You know? You know what it means? Not really. Not really. So, but this is the I'm saying. Just roll with the saying. Okay. Well. Okay, she's one day... I want to I wanna leave the farm. I don't want to live on the farm. But then she's like, I want to create an animal shelter and buy a house. Oh, so it's like, farm. okay, do you love the animals or you do not love the animals? Last time I heard you said you don't, you don't love the animals. Maybe she's grown to love the animals. I'm telling you, it's Ron and Betty that we all aren't fans of. Listen, the animals without them... I would not care about Brandon and Julia that much. That's very true. All right, you have you have things to say about Julia's okay. response. Let me give you Natalie's oh, I can't response. Wait. Okay, here we go again with tugging at the heartstrings. She says, "I would donate some of the money, just some of the money, to a charity for women with emotional and physical abuse." Okay, admirable. I like this. Mm-hmm. And then I would also. Use some of the money to start a training company. And then she says, I don't know if this is like the name of the company or whatever. The power of being yourself. And what is she going to train people on? How to make yourself look fresh and prosper. And then also beauty tips from Natalie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beauty That's tips from Natalie. Interesting. She wants to do so many things, but does she know they're going to tax the money? <laughs> okay, Uncle you gotta Sam. do it all. All right. Listen, listen. You gotta, you know, you gotta be realistic. That's probably why she's donating to charity because that's a tax write-off. And then with the rest, she's gonna do beauty tips from Natalie. What? What are your beauty tips? How to look like a clown? Yep, yep. That that's about it. I feel like that's the only thing she can instruct anyone on. That doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, what happened to her cooking? If she said, I want to take cooking classes, I want to work on my skills so I can be working on my psychic. Or I want to upgrade the production on my cooking show. Oh, I want to pay someone to teach me how to actually make sushi. 
anything but beauty tips, I would say would be a decent investment. Mm-hmm. So that's Natalie. I can't find Larissa, like I said, but I think you kind of already answered it. Who would you vote for out of those three? Who would you vote for? Larissa. You would? Yeah. Oh. Ma- would- have you ever seen Maxim? Unless you have like some big boobie, something to look at. No one wants to see... No one wants to see Natalie or Julia on the cover. Okay. I would go for Julia. I don't want to pay for the plastic. Like, that's Larissa's not a real person anymore. No, but at least, I don't know. I would, there is nothing. Right. We split the votes. We split know? the votes then. Okay. If you guys want to vote, go do it. MaximCoverGirl.com. <laughs> MaximCoverGirl.com. All right. That is, by the way. That okay. Is, by the way, just a couple things you didn't need to know. That's very true. But I felt like I needed to share because I can't walk around with that information just myself. I need to tell somebody. Well, thank you for sharing. I need to tell somebody. All right. Should we do it? Should we do the reason we're here? Let's do it. Let's get this crazy party started. That was weak, Teresa. That was very weak for episode two. Really? Of Happily Ever After. Okay. Okay. Let me try again, right? Let's get the energy up. Let's get the energy up. Listen, my energy is up, but um, we also have neighbors. Okay. Okay. Well, let's get the party started. <laughs> that's, that's the Teresa I know and love. All right. Sunday night, 90 Day Fiance, happily ever after, question, question mark. And let's start with a couple old friends, Angela and Michael. Because... I don't care about the neighbors the way you do. <laughs> not not right now, I don't. I'm talking about Angela and Michael. Okay? That's that's what's important. Our me. neighbors are gonna think that my name is Michael <laughs> and you're just like yelling at me. When Man, you- what did Mike what did Michael do tonight? What? <laughs> what? what every Monday Michael seems to be getting into trouble. <laughs> really well behaved the rest of the week, but on Mondays, Michael gets a little out of line. A little out of line. I was going to say, when you said, oh, let's talk about a couple of old friends. Yeah. I think you're going to talk about Angela's boobs. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. So, Angela in LA unpacking. Unpacking for what looks like a two-week beach vacation, not gastric sleeve surgery because... She's got earrings. She's got bracelets with the tag still on them. She's got a bunch of clothes. Like, what? Are, wh- why are you here? I mean, she might as well enjoy LA, but I guess after the surgery, she might just be sucking on yeah. those celebrity smoothies. What are celebrity smoothies? I feel like celebrities love smoothies. I love smoothies. Oh. One of those, like, really, like, you know, in New York, we used to go to the, it was like a juice generation. I yes. Yeah. Guys, you, you walk in. And you walk out with $25 worth of juice. Mm-hmm. It's about Literally, 12 ounces of juice. You did not need to spend the money on it, but it's fabulous. Yeah. She should have brought so. sweatpants and yeah, that's it. Sweatpants. Just sweatpants. I don't think you need to accessorize post-op. I mean, if you're a lady. I guess so. What if you're going to go to one of the celebrity juiceries? You're going to be laid up, I'm pretty sure, after that surgery. And I don't well, know. Well, after a gas, I don't, I have, honestly, I have no knowledge about a gastric surgery, but I'm sure if she's going to do a boob reduction and some skin removal, yeah, it's gonna that's going to be painful. We saw Larissa after she got a boob enhancement and she was laid out. Yeah. Right? So either way, 
she's there. She's unpacking. She calls Michael to let her know I made it. And you can tell she's nervous. She's nervous about the surgery. And of course, Michael's like, it's not too late to back out. You don't have to go through with it. You can back out if you want. What do you think Michael's real opposition is to Angela getting this surgery? I'm going to say that he really is into her big body. <laughs> I feel like some guys... When you put it that way. I feel like some guys love it. Some guys love the big boobies and they love a big piece of a woman. Hello. Right? So I just feel like he doesn't want her to do anything like this. He, And maybe he's also nervous because she is a little older. Yeah. And as Aunt Lydia said... She may use the money elsewhere, like, mm-hmm. for example, on a surrogate. So I yeah. feel like all these emotions are going through Michael's head. I don't know. I do think he loves her for who she is. And I think he after would love, all these years. Yeah, I think he would love her whether she was 73 yeah. pounds or 273 pounds. But I don't know. I think I think he's nervous. I think anyone going into surgery is nervous. I don't know what surgery is like in Nigeria, but I'm sure... You hear, oh, she's going to get this, that, and the other thing. You probably get nervous for your loved one. So maybe it's a little bit of both. Maybe he loves her just the way she is. But I feel like he's got to be a little scared for her. Especially because she's not the youngest and she's not the healthiest, as we all know. But this will hopefully help make her healthier. Oh, for sure. Maybe she will even start drinking water. (laughs) How How do you last 54 years on this earth without drinking water, Angela? I was thinking about it. After she said it, like, how, how are you alive? <laughs> how are you alive? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, something that pops into my mind when I see her <laughs> often. So, she looks like a walking cigarette. But, she's a walking cigarette. But mm-hmm. so far, so good. She's all her energy. Her energy is out of control. Out of, out out of, of control. control. Her energy, her, what's the word? Confidence. Confidence, yeah. You would think she has a Red Bull stuffed in that bra, but she does. We have not seen that. I would love to have her confidence. And she's probably more of a bang energy What do you mean? I'm just saying if Angela was choosing a brand, maybe Monster. Maybe I could see her going Monster, but probably bang. I don't know. Oh, do I know bang? Have we drunk it on one of our road trips? Oh, yeah. Eight (laughs) hours into a 12-hour drive. (laughs) Crack the bang. Okay. So... Next morning, Angela, she's heading to her pre-op consultation. She walks in and did you see like the little boob toys on the receptionist mm-hmm. desk? Like wh- what are those? Are those stress relievers? I would be great. Little stress boobs? Like little yeah. stress balls? Why not? No, it's a genius idea. Yeah. And if it's not, guys, that one's on me. Stress boobs where you just walk around squeezing the boob, relieving or your stress. They should just use the little like mini implants so girls can play with it, but also but that's not, stress reliever. But just visually, that's not pleasing. That's like a bag of jelly. I would like These it. These look like little booze, nice little nibble on them. And no, no, no I would like the bag of jelly. Really? Mm-hmm. It's because you're not into boobs. Okay. You know, you're not into boobs. I mean. Something about, something visually exciting about stress Okay, boobs. if I see one boob, that really doesn't going to do anything. Well, you get a pair of them. You get two, one for each hand. You have two <laughs> hands. Come on. What are they going to do? Just give one, buy okay, one, get one okay. free, maybe, if okay. they're trying to make money. So I think they are making money already. Those boobies oh, better be free. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Speaking of the implants, Angela goes into the exam room, and 
she's nervous. So she's just like walking around, just squeezing the different implants, starts juggling them at some point, basically just like a, a perverted clown, then just she, juggling the implants. She grabs seven of the implants and she's like, this is probably yeah. my boob. <laughs> yeah. So I think she was nervous because she was worried that the doctor might be able to smell the cigarette smoke on her. Yep. Might be able to smell the, the four cigs she put down <laughs> since being in L.A. So in walks Dr. Kashani. He comes in. He's going to explain how the surgery is going to go down. And Angela starts saying, oh, well, my boobs are sagging. They're getting heavier. And that's when the doctor's like, well, wait, 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 wait. what's that? Angela, what's that? I think your boobs may be getting heavier because you have a pack of cigarettes in there. What She's it? like, where? <laughs> Is that a carton of cigarettes in your bra, Angela? I literally died laughing when Natasha, <laughs> the assistant. The pa- in air quotes, patient coordinator. Uh-huh. I was just going to say the test doll because she looks like oh, they yeah. just the test, test the sur- <laughs> surgeries on her. It was like, Angela. Do you put cigarettes in your titties? <laughs> like, <laughs> Natasha, haven't you watched this show before? She's like, uh, can I bum one? That would complete <laughs> Natasha's look. Because, guys, she's sitting there in the back of the exam room, like sitting on the counter in her, what is she wearing? Like a bra with a blazer over it. Yeah, but I feel like it's like a t-shirt. But it Showing almost her looks belly. Like she definitely has fake boobs. Showing her belly. Like, what was that vibe, Natasha? I guess, you know, L.A. plastic surgery office. I mean, I guess She's I guess a walking it's fine. advertisement. Yeah. She's showing what can, what you can do. And Angela's like, oh, wait a minute. My lighter is somewhere here. Oh. <laughs> Found it, and Natasha grabs it from her, saying she should have stopped smoking when they talked about it. Hello, Angela. You should have stopped smoking when they talked about it, and you should never started storing cigarettes in your bra, get a fanny pack. Pick up a fanny pack while you're out there. Literally. Right? That'll do the job. That'll do the trick. So the doctor explains, like, you got to stop smoking. You got to stop before the surgery. It's going to increase the complications. And then Dr. Kashani leaves and he says, okay, well, I'm going to leave and I'm going to have my colleague come in because after the surgery, you're going to have some extra skin. It's going to be some extra skin. I don't specialize in that. I don't deal with that. But I know someone who does. I know someone who... He said... He basically said... um, He didn't say a plastic surgeon. He said a physician. Yeah, which... Come on. I was like, Dr. Kashani, get your lines right. Hold the cue card a little higher because a physician is not about to deal with loose skin. What was interesting, Natasha said that Angela will lose a massive amount of weight four to six weeks post-surgery. Mm-hmm. That's fast. Yeah, yeah, a month, month and a half. That's fast. I mean, think about it. A month and a half of, I think it limits your intake. Again, mm-hmm. not a doctor, but I'm not sure Dr. Kashani is either well, that's at how this it, point. <laughs> that's and, how it works. Yeah, and it limits your intake. And of course, if you eat less for a month and a half, you're going to start losing but a massive I think, amount of weight. But I think you can trick it and you can like, if, you, if you're not being careful, yeah. you can trick your stomach into expanding again. Again, guys, we're not doctors. Just That's not why you guys it. tune in for this. Just thinking about it. Okay, but speaking of doctors, enter Dr. Obeng. He looks good. He smells good. 
He's from Africa. And wait, what? His name is Michael. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. So here comes Dr. Obang. Angela gets very excited. Angela perks up. Literally, Angela went from 54 to 15. Giggling. Could not stop She could giggling. not stop. She could not take the doctor. <laughs> so, so Dr. Obank's like, okay, Angela, we're going to examine your breasts. And let me be clear. This is very different from touching your breasts. This is examining your breasts. She's like, oh, Dr. Obang me. <laughs> Dr. Obang me on this table right now. And Natasha, you can stay if you want because you look like a good time. So... It doesn't matter that it's going to be an exam and not a fondling because, as Angela says, she is so ready to be medically fondled. She hasn't been <laughs> any type of fondled in months. <laughs> in months. Oh no fondling. Gosh. Fondle free. She's been fondle free for months. And here comes her chance. Dr. Obangmi is coming in to medically fondle. You guys can think anything about Angela, but she has a style. She is a good time. It's a good time. I love any screen time with Angela. <laughs> it's a good time. Yeah. So <laughs> Dr. Obang is like, all right, one breast at a time. Just one breast at a time. And Dr. Obang went the foreplay a little bit. Like, take your time, Dr. Obang. Just one breast at a time. Going to a little bit of attention to the left one. Oh, no, no. He's not trying to honka honka her. He's not trying to honka honka. <laughs> this is a medical fondling. He's just honka. And then honka. Honk, one honk and then another honk. Exactly. Yeah, just one breast at a time. Listen, one breast, that was enough. That was a hand, each breast was a handful. So. I feel like I would need to use both of my hands for her boobs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> so. <laughs> the only her thing, boobs are bigger than my head and I'm not even joking. Very heavy breasts. Very heavy. Very heavy breasts. The whole time, the only thing I can think of is, can you imagine if Michael acted like this with a female doctor. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no, Michael. I don't care if you have a hernia. You pull your pants up right now. Hell no. <laughs> right? you can, I was going to say something real bad, but we're not going to go there. But Angela would not let that happen. Oh, Angela hell would no. not let that She would happen. fly to Africa <laughs> and she would kick that well, whoever is examining uh, Michael she would kick their ass. Yes. So, Dr. Obang, he, he's, got, he's got great bedside manner. I really appreciated mm -hmm. him. Like, his voice was very calming. He was very, very calming. calming. He was good. He was I very good. I loved the face mask. The face mask was, was good. We haven't been able to figure out exactly what the pattern is. Well, I but just feel like, you know, Africa is full of colors and patterns. And I think, you know, he just was wanting something. Maybe. Hopefully cultural, because I thought that's what I thought it was. Maybe it was. Guys, if you know, let us know. Assu I'm assuming once again. You know what happens when you assume. I'll, listen, when I'm assuming and I say that I'm assuming, yeah. no one can give me shit about it because I am assuming. Right. Okay. Well, it turns out Angela has really heavy breasts. So the doctor wants to do a little reduction. We're going to do a little breast reduction. We'll do some liposuction. And we'll, we'll, we'll get it done. We'll do what we need to do. And Angela goes, well, Michael's not going to like this. Michael's not going to like anything being reduced, mm -hmm. if you will. So the doctor says, well, talk to Michael. Because I know, as an African man, 
We love those big boobs. But also, he said he's going to make them perkier. Mm, hello. And he said it like 15 times. Hello. Perky, yeah. perky, perky, mm-hmm. turkey, jerky. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you work your magic, Dr. Obang me. Work your magic. So, okay. That's the end of this segment, right? But here's what I have to say. I was like, okay. I watch this and I think he must be an actor because how could they find another doctor from Africa named Michael that somewhat resembles Michael, right? But this is legit. So, of course, I would not think they would have found an actor because people like you and I Google and I think that would be such BS. But maybe they would have found a physician like Dr. Kashani said and said, well, you stand in, you're a doctor, but you stand in. No, let me tell you about Dr. Obang's background. Mm-hmm. Okay, Harvard trained, board certified Beverly Hills plastic surgeon, Dr. Michael K. Obang, everything checks out the name, everything. He was named among America's top plastic surgeons Wow! by Consumers Research Council of America. Well, that's awesome and, and it gets, good for him. It gets better. Okay, how? Dr. Obang is among, <laughs> he is among the rare few plastic surgeons in the world to have successfully reattached a limb and remove ribs to streamline the waist, it's earned him the nickname the Surgeon's Surgeon, as dubbed by his colleagues. Wow. Look at you, Dr. Obangmi, now going to be forever known as the guy who medically fondled Angela's breasts on 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> <laughs> Life is strange sometimes, right? Very true, but that's awesome. And oh, back to your initial point, I don't think TLC would have hired a fake doctor because they advertised the place. That's true. People would give them so much shit. That's true. <laughs> so much shit. Yeah. But I'm sure maybe that's why they had to go all the way to LA because they had to find plastic surgeons who would mm. be willing to be on TV to be part of this whole 90. Look at you. That's a f- really good thought. Right? Yeah, I'm sure a lot of these plastic surgeons maybe have been on television before. Or, or they're like, you know, like we don't want to associate with this show. Like, sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll do the surgery, but yeah. no interviews. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to Dr. Michael K. Obang. Okay. Otherwise affectionately known as Dr. Obang me. And that's, <laughs> that's from Teresa herself. Dr. Obang me. That's from Teresa herself. Okay. That's, that's Michael and Angela. Shall we move on? Let's move on to... A long lost and found couple. <laughs> Look at you with this intro. <laughs> right? Yeah. Tiffany and... Have you been holding that one in? I It just came in. You didn't get my reference. I, oh, I did. Let me play some Bon Jovi. Maybe you'll get it. I was just going to say, it just came in, unlike Ron Lasfart. Oh, that's, <laughs> you should have stopped. <laughs> you should have stopped with it just came in. Okay. So, mm-hmm. Tiffany and Ronald. So... Tiffany is trying to film a makeup tutorial with her daughter, Carly, just running wild. And you see Carly, she had a bunch of blush all Mm -hmm. over her face. Looked a lot like Natalie's makeup from last season. Looked much better, but yes. Looked much better than Natalie's makeup from last season. Well, when Tiffany's your mom, something's got to rub off on you. It's a cute kiddo with a really nice name. Okay. You want to talk about cute kiddos? Enter Daniel. Another classic well, 90 Day Kid. Daniel isn't cute. He's witty. Yeah. He's, I love, honestly, I love witty kids. 
if we ever have kids and the kids are not witty, I'm going to return them. What if they're cute? Oh, okay. <laughs> you got to have one or the other. Ugh, okay. You got to have one or the okay, other. Okay. Obviously, I wouldn't return them. Guys, don't hate me. We're going to love our kids How would you no matter return what. It? How would you just shove it back up your vagina? No. I'm, How would you return it? I Get don't know. Get back up there. I would shove it up your penis. <laughs> That's not how this works. I know, I know. But okay, if you could choose cute or witty. Yeah, I think witty's going to get you further. Oh, totally. Yeah, I think witty's going to get you further. Love witty kids. Witty kids are the best. And Daniel is a classic witty 90-day kid. But he, he is mature. also cute. You're right. He is he's also cute. cute. Yeah. yeah, he's cute. Mature for his age, he seems. Mm-hmm. I, I like him. I like him a lot. Yeah, he seems like a good child. So... We flash back to Tiffany's teen years and we see Daniel's birth story. And I didn't know this. Daniel was one of these surprise births. I knew it. I mean, I forgot about it when we saw the clip again. It reminded me of the last time we saw it. It happens. It happens. Oh, yeah. You freaking don't even know you're pregnant until you are popping the baby. She didn't realize she was pregnant until 10 minutes before giving birth. That's just out of control. It's scary because you're not pregnant. So what do you keep partying? You keep drinking? You keep doing whatever. Also, you know why it's scary? All my friends who've had kids in the past, they've all had those big prego bellies, right? Mm -hmm. How do you have a kid without that? Right, right. That is scary. Yeah, the whole thing is... Yeah, very scary. So, speaking of unexpected pregnancies, I just saw a lady gave birth on an airplane. I saw that too, that? and she didn't know she was pregnant until. Oh, I didn't know same that. Same thing. She didn't know she was pregnant she until from Utah to Hawaii. She gives birth in the air until she started giving birth. She was like, well, I'm, "I'm probably gonna." Oh, up. airplane food, not again. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, it's actually a child. It's crazy. It's the same thing as Tiffany, just in the air. Where do you think that kid gets his, like, birth city written down? Like, where were we flying over? Captain, where were we flying over when you gave birth? But you know what the kid's going to get? Unlimited. Oh, uh, really? Unlimited flights. Yes. What was for, the air- for life. What was the airline? I hope it's not spirit because they're going to go Ooh. out of business soon. Ooh. <laughs> like, sure, have some miles. I hope it was like Delta or yeah, America and something that the kid can use for for that's, a while. That's crazy. No, that's I wish so I was crazy. popped on a plane. No. Oh. Why not? We're flying all over for free. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine witnessing that? Listen, I don't think I would care if I was the one being born. Where Maybe do you even cares? do it? In the aisle? Yeah. Like there's nowhere pop in an in airplane. Popping in the aisle. Oh, yeah, that is, that's something else. Okay, so yes, Tiffany explains her unexpected birth. Then she explains how it was hard for her to date as a single mom. Which I understand. Sure, we were going through this with Nicole Mm -hmm. on our Nicole and Azen journey. So Tiffany didn't go online and date. She went to South Africa. When she was 27, she traveled to South Africa. So I'm glad you said it. She was 27 when she met Ronald, right? Mm-hmm. Now she's 29. Yeah. So she met Ronald two years ago. During those two years, she flew there several times. They got married. He went to rehab, came back. He totally broke. He got her pregnant. She mm-hmm. popped a baby and had the baby seven months old. Yeah. That all happened within two years. Yeah. 
Ja. Mind blown. Ja. Ja. A lot happens in her life. At least I hope she was aware of what was happening this time. I said it last night on our live, but in case you guys didn't join or didn't hear my comment. What'd you say? I said, next time or next time, Tiffany and Ronald, all they had to do was to use some good old condoms. Not old. Please, preferably not old. <laughs> good I, Good would be the first thing. Good new condoms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what a lot of that's what a lot a of people lot. have to do. Well, but this is different. He's in Africa. Mm-hmm. He might be inadmissible to the United States because uh, of his yeah. past. Yeah. She's in the U.S. Doesn't want to live in South Africa. Wrap they should have just get married, get to know each other. Let's see if he can come to the U.S. first. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. to freaking make babies. I yeah. honestly, because at the end of the day, I feel bad for a kid. I feel bad for the kid for sure. So let's, let's dive into this. Let's get into details. So just to finish up that story, they met, love at first sight. They got engaged after just knowing each other for six months. And then, yeah, the whole criminal past. Then hard for him to get the visa. So she moves to South Africa. They get married, pregnant, boom, present day. Mm -hmm. Okay. Look how we did that. Look how fast. Love it. Love it. Let's just. Present day. COVID as it does as COVID is known to do, has been putting a strain on their marriage. They haven't been together in eight months. So Tiffany's all alone. She's handling everything. The visa process, the finances, the kids. Ronald is not helping at all. Not at all. No no financially, no emotionally. Not even sending socks. Not even sending a pair of socks. Which, that was a good point she made. Yeah. Basically, Tiffany was saying, is it Tiffany or Tiffany? It's Tiffany. Tif- I like when you say Tiffany. Tif- I like when you say Tiffany. Tiffany. But it's Tiffany if you so want to get it right. Tiffany. <laughs> yeah. So Tiffany. Tiffany. Was making good points, basically saying, "Hey, I get it. Like you're not making as much money, whatever. But if you you could you could you can send socks for your child. Yeah. You can send something just to show that you care." Make it a little have, bit of effort. Exactly. It doesn't necessarily always have to be about big amount of money, big things. For sure. A little a little goes a long way. So Tiffany, she's meeting with Christopher Roll, attorney at law, and basically she wants to discuss the future. She wants to figure out what what are her options with Ronald. So here comes the big bomb. Tiffany might want a divorce. Well, because she's visiting a divorce lawyer. Mm-hmm. First, I thought like, oh, it's an immigration lawyer. I wasn't this sure whole, at first. Well, this whole time I thought, well, you know, it's 90 day fiance. Who, what other lawyer would you be visiting? Am I right? Well, it's happily ever after. Still, so. still, we know he's still in South Africa. So I was like, yeah, that's definitely an immigration lawyer. And then the bombshell, and he basically says, well, you know, I always advise my clients to make sure they really want to go through through it with divorce. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's not what immigration lawyers, immigration lawyers say. Well, they're not married in the States, are they? No, they're married but in they're South Africa. Fi- they filed for CR1 yes. visa, which means those are spousal visa. I just think when he gets here, if he ever will, sure. they'll need to 
make it legal, I guess. No, for sure. But if she wants a divorce, I don't know that you go to an American attorney at this point. You're not married in the States. No, but the attorney would need to help you. Maybe, yeah. As, and I was just going to add, especially when there is a child involved. Yeah, that's It's true. not just, oh, oh, we got married in South Africa. Pfft, let's just get a divorce. Like, no, there is a kid mm-hmm. and the father wants to be in the kid's life. It's not mm-hmm. that he's like, I don't care. Like, keep the child. No. Right. So. So, okay. So she's telling Christopher a lot's happened over the past couple months. And she says it feels like she's more stuck in the marriage than in the marriage because she's finding happiness in it, which I think that's a really immature realization for someone in their 20s that, oh, I'm not really getting anything out of this marriage. I'm not receiving happiness or love or support. I'm stuck in it, which good for her. To me, that seems like something. Do you say mature or immature? No, very mature. I think it's a very mature realization. That's true. It's, I thought you said immature. I was just like no. I think it's very judging mature. you for like a minute. <laughs> no, I think it's very mature for someone in their twenties to realize, no, like I deserve more. Yeah, I deserve better for sure. So then the lawyer starts asking, well, why hasn't Ronald come to the states to help out? What's going on there? Why isn't he here? And Tiffany says, well, we're working on it. Some things have gotten in the way. It's not that easy. But we're working on getting him here. Yeah, I was surprised she didn't actually tell him why he's in here. A.K.A. he has a criminal record yeah. that preventing that's preventing him from coming. Maybe you could get some decent legal advice from an attorney instead of well, doing what you did, which is turning him into your therapist. Well, he's not an immigration lawyer, so I don't think he knows much. Oh, but- you don't know what Christopher knows. I mean, that's true. You don't know what Christopher But even knows. they filed for the spousal visa. He can still be found inadmissible mm-hmm. because of his past. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think that's the conversation. I think that would be a good conversation to have with this attorney. But instead, the lawyer's like, well, what if it's worse when he gets here? And that's a good point, too. Like if he's not being responsible when he's in his homeland. Nah, no, that's really? that's Christopher playing therapist now that's not that's not well at least he's not a shark lawyer who's like yes let's divorce him let's get <laughs> money let's get myself a new pool or something <laughs> no but he's but, like let's yeah, he's let's think therapist. about it playing let's, therapist i feel like every lawyer has to play a little therapist no i don't think a good lawyer does did I our lawyer a, play a no therapist? Our he lawyer was like, de- here's the law. No, he played a detective a little bit. A little detective. What? Trying to dig deep into our past. Well, I think that's a good lawyer. He needs to know what's in the past that's so he, that he can build a case for us against whatever may come up. He doesn't need to be like, well, how are things going between? Are you like, are things okay? Should you be getting married? Do I want to represent you? Are you guys like, okay? You guys well, he was just last, making or- sure that we are the real deal. And that's okay, I guess, because he said, I don't want to represent a couple who's just trying to scam the government Mm -hmm. and get a green card to be in the States. But I just felt this this lawyer was going a little too far into the therapy realm of things and less in in the legal world. You're paying them per hour. Yeah, he's trying to stretch. (laughs) 
He's trying to stretch. Okay, so did you notice his bird in the no, background? No, what? A real one? He had a taxidermy, like a, a stuffed raven. I'm pretty sure it was a raven. Interesting. In the background. When he was giving like his interviews, mm-hmm. if you looked over his shoulder, it was like a bird. So there's a stuffed bird back there. Little alarming, but I, think I mean, it's why a, not? I think it's a raven, which is a very symbolic I don't, bird. Yeah. It's, Ravens are very symbolic, Teresa. Also, there is a poem from Edgar oh, Allan Poe. Ra- the, the Raven. The Raven. Do you know it? Mm-hmm. Oh, recite it. I'm, I know it in Czech, but oh. let's not go with that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't pick up on his bird. I didn't didn't see the bird. Okay. Well. Was it majestic? It was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was very majestic. Right. Well, you know what ravens symbolize. Yeah, but, well, what? Yeah, death? Well, death is one thing, but on the positive side, like, Czech. wisdom and mm-hmm. affection. When you go to the cemetery in the Czech Republic, and this, I don't know if that's everyone or that's just my grandma, and there are always ravens. In the cemeteries. And if a raven like lands on the stone, yeah, on the headstone, it's like, oh, that, that's grandpa. Mm-hmm. Oh, as the bird. Mm-hmm. Coming back as the bird. As the raven. That's so raven. You ever watch that show? <laughs> that's so raven. No. Oh. Interesting. 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 Moving on. <laughs> so, okay. Tiffany, she comes to terms with the fact that I can't baby Ronald. Right. I can't fund Ronald. I can't support him. He needs to step up. He needs to be a man. He needs to be a husband. He needs to be a father. That's her realization. So cut to Ronald tearing it up on his motorcycle. I think this this was my favorite part of the whole a 90 day. Wait. Not his mo- no, not his mo- not his motorcycle. What he shares with us? What he shares with us about his first date. Well, first, first, before we get there, I want to point out, and I'm not team Ronald, not necessarily, but I want to point out he was going toy shopping for Carly. So this whole like, send her a pair of socks. It's like, well, he was toy shopping for her. But do you think he's going to send it? I think he's waiting for them to come here and then he'll present the gift to Carly. Well, but he's still buying something for her. Well, I'm also sure the production was like, okay, you are a dad. Let's let's do something for the kids. Go go toy shopping. Maybe I don't know. I feel like production would get on board with like, oh, let's make Ronald out to be the bad guy who doesn't care. Mm. I think that's the storyline. Maybe so I, I think I don't know Ronald, but I think he truly wanted to go buy Carly a toy. So we see him. He is toy shopping. And then this is where we hear his version of their meeting story, which, long story short, he's playing Bon Jovi and holding in a fart. The end. <laughs> I thought it was like the best first date story ever. <laughs> You're so, Very so relatable. So relatable. <laughs> but for me, it was 311 and I was, yeah, I was still holding in a fart. <laughs> Playing Bon Jovi and holding a fart. I mean, it's unbelievable. I feel like we should put it on t shirts. Yeah, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> so, and you, or you can just summarize it. Just say, it's my life. Oh, that's good. It's not or it's now or never. I mean, you can't hold a <laughs> fart forever. <laughs> 
Is that the lyric? It's my love. It's, it's now, now or never. You can't hold a fire forever. <laughs> it's almost too good. It's almost too good. Oh my gosh. Now our neighbor's like, well, he was yelling at Michael. Now they're laughing. What's going on over there? It's like John Bon Jovi's playing. <laughs> oh, that's good. That is good. <sighs> so, okay. After that very descriptive first date, Ronald informs us the plan. And the plan is that Tiffany and the kids are going to come to South Africa <laughs> and wait for the visa to be approved. And at at that point, they'll return to the States together. So come, we'll wait till my visa is approved, but at least we'll be together and then we shall return. So then we see Ronald show up at his friend Rowan's place. And this scene was like watching paint dry because literally they were watching paint dry. Mm-hmm. I was, did, did you, do you know what language... Mm-mm. They spoke. I think they speak a few different languages in South Africa. In South Africa. Africa, I know. I have some friends in South Africa from my older years. Yeah. But they, so one of my friends, she told me that they all learned different language, whatever the part of South Africa yeah. they speak, yeah. but they also all learn English. So think, all the yeah. South African girls spoke English, some better than the others. Mm-hmm. But they all spoke English. They said they all learned English since they were kids. Yeah, I'm sure Rowan speaks some English, but he probably just feels more comfortable I guess. speaking his native tongue. So, yeah, they were painting. They were talking. We learn Ronald's having a hard time finding steady work. So he's just doing odd jobs. Odd jobs. Just here and there, finding what work. Do you, what do you think? An odd job is. I mean, painting Rowan's garage was probably an odd job. Okay, this is what I think is an odd job. And I don't even know how much it pays, but um, like cleaning the roads after like an accident. What? That's yeah. a, not an odd job at all. It's a very specific job. You're a, what are you, are like a body cleaner? Cleaning the roads after an accident? Well, like, like after, a- or like... Oh. You know, after a murder, like murder scenes cleaning or after like a deadly accident, you clean the blood and all the body parts. Thinking that is very odd, but I know there's no, they're not just going to call in random people. They're going to call in like crime scene people. Well, yeah, the crime scene, they do all the examination, but then someone has to clean it. But do you know what an odd odd job is? I watched it on TV. That's why I brought it up. What did you watch? It wasn't like a discovery channel. But do you know what an odd job is? What's an odd job? Weird job. This is weird. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're thinking about like dirty jobs with Mike Rowers. Maybe. No, odd job. (laughs) (laughs) Now I get what you're saying. You're saying like, oh, that's an odd job. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a bizarre job. No. (laughs) An odd job. Oh, bless your soul. An odd job is like, I'll do this on Saturday and then I'll do something different oh. on Monday <laughs> and I'll make, you know, 15 bucks an hour. Oh. And that's how I'll get by. Oh. It's, it's just like. Why di- do you call it an odd job? Like, that's not that odd. It's maybe it's uh, like odds and ends. Like, like numerical? Like, yeah. It, well, it's spelled ODD, but you've heard the term like, oh. Odds and ends. Or, yeah, like, 
Yeah. No, I mean, yours, yeah, yours makes more sense. Right? <laughs> yeah, your definition makes more sense. So I was like, is he like, what is he doing? Like cleaning crime scenes? But you have to understand or? in my mind when you said like, oh, the person that comes and cleans up after an accident, <laughs> me knowing what an odd job, me knowing what an odd job is, I was like, wait, you really think they're like, <laughs> like posting those openings on Craigslist? Like, hey, next time we have a deadly accident, we're going to call you and you're going to come and clean it up. That's not what an odd job is. Oh, I thought, you know. I'm glad we worked through that, though. I thought he, you know, just did some odd jobs, like. No, just like here and and there. I do this on Monday and that on Tuesday. And I make a little bit of cash and I try Mm. to put it together and get by. Okay. 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 But glad we resolved that. Well, yeah, because we were not on the same page. Definitely not. But now we are. Now we are. Okay. So what is an odd job? It's like when you work here and there. Yeah. Nailed it. You got it. <laughs> Look at you. So we learn he can't find work, can't find steady work. And I do want to remind everyone and myself because I didn't think of it at first, but they're dealing with COVID there too. So it's always been hard for people to find work mm-hmm. during COVID. So again, not team Ronald, but let's just get a full picture of what's going on. He's trying. It seems like it's COVID. I'm sure opportunities are scarce. And so it's it's been difficult for him to find steady work. But it is important for Ronald to have Tiffany see him as a man. He wants to be seen as the head of household. So that's his goal. Let's cut back to Maryland. Tiffany is now Zooming with Ronald and another bomb drop from Tiffany. Okay, first it was I might want to get a divorce. Now it's I've canceled the tickets to South Africa. I mean, good for her. Good for her standing Uh, her ground. Yeah, this is tough for me. Yes, good for her for standing her ground. But also, are you kind of holding his child hostage? No, she's not. And she said it herself because she said, you should, if you want us to come, you should pay for a plane tickets because you don't pay for anything and he started saying oh but my money doesn't go as far as right. the american dollar right the exchange yada 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 and then she said all right if i put a thousand in you can put 400 in i'm not asking you to match it but meet me halfway or a quarter way whatever yeah. he's not doing it and I'm, I'm with her she has two kids she's a makeup artist i don't know how much they make but anyways you have two kids to take care of as a single parent or a single a married parent but basically a single basically, parent yeah right? she's not getting any support and he's Ronald. not helping her with anything so let's say she takes care of the kids she pays for everything does everything the least he can do is to save the money for their plane tickets. Mm-hmm. No, I'm with you. And there was the argument over him spending a lot on his motorcycle. 3000 American dollars. Which we don't know when he spent that. We don't know when he spent that. Again, not defending him, just wanting to put things into perspective. It could have been months before. Maybe he had a little bit more of steady yeah. work when he did that. We don't know. But sure, he's clearly not doing everything he can. To help the situation. Mm-hmm. So she cancels the tickets. She says, yeah, if, if you want us to come pay for the tickets. And that's when she's telling the camera, like, look, he could at least send a, a pack of socks mm-hmm. to his daughter. So 
Tiffany just tells Ronald, look, this is your chance to prove you can save up money and be there for your family. Mm-hmm. This is your shot. This is it. Do it. Yeah. Let's see what you can do. Hangs up. End well, of conversation. He, before she hung up, he said something that like pissed me off. Uh-oh. He basically said, oh, why don't you pay for it? Because you have the money. It's like, that's not the point. I know. But again, if, if she wasn't with Carly... I would totally 100% be Team Tiffany. But if he doesn't have the money and he does want to be there for his daughter and he does want to see his daughter and he can't buy the tickets, he doesn't have that money, but he wants to see her, well, then don't you want your daughter to see her father? Like, wouldn't you want that? Yes, but also I would like to feed my kids for the rest of the year. Yeah, I know it's tough. It's very tough. Very tough. It's very tough. But I don't like that the child is being a pawn in this in a way. We're like, fine, you don't, you can't afford, you can't get, you don't get to see your kid then. That's it. You don't get to well, see your kid. Well, maybe it gets him motivated. I hope so. I hope so. So, okay. That's Tiffany and Ronald. All right. What do you say we keep this crazy train rolling and talk about Brandon and Julia? Let's do that. Okay. So, Brandon and Julia, the newlyweds, they are catching some rays by the pool in Vegas. And first question, Julia, is that a bathing suit or your competitive bodybuilding uniform? What are you wearing? I think it's her competitive bodybuilding uniform. Miss, what are you wearing? That's (laughs) making me very uncomfortable. I can feel that fabric almost just by looking at it. It's so plastic. so plastic, so shiny. But as we learn later, that's her vibe. That's her Vegas vibe. That sparkly, pinkish. How hot do you think that material gets in the Vegas sun? Like that is... Hot. That attracts the sun. Hot. Oh, yeah. So that was my first question. So the waitress comes over to take their drink order. And of course... She's well endowed, as uh, as Dr. Obangmi would say. She's got some heavy breasts. That that waitress had some heavy breasts. So Julia's like, Brandon, where are you looking? Where are you looking, Brandon? Are you looking at her? Are you looking at boob? <laughs> you looking at boob? And Brandon's like, No, no, I was looking at you. Well, I was looking. At, I can't take my eyes off that bikini or whatever <laughs> that is. I was definitely looking at you. So, little awkward interaction there, but. Relax, Julia. No one's going to, no one wants your man that badly. So good news. Good news. Brandon is no longer an Instagram boyfriend. He's graduated to Instagram husband. He is officially an Instagram husband. Oh, yeah. And he is snapping those pics while Julia is popping that booty Mm -hmm. in the pool. Mind you, this is a crowded pool. This is not a private pool. There are other families and children around this pool. And as he's taking the photos of her, he's they're also being filmed. So it's yep. like a whole different yeah. uh, the husbands of Instagram kind of a post. It's behind the scenes mm-hmm. of the husbands of Instagram. But what is... Some people have no shame. And we talked about this. I forget why. We talked about this the other day. We were sitting around our pool... We live, we live at a complex mm-hmm. and we were sitting around our pool. Oh, we were talking about spray tanning. Oh, yeah. And we were like, you were saying your friend has her husband spray tan her in the backyard, yeah. right? 
And we were like, oh, well, yeah, like, I guess we could come out by the pool no. and do that with everyone sitting around looking. But no, no. But then we go, some people would. Oh, some people for would sure. not. Some people would not care. Some people would come out to the community pool. There'd be 15 people sitting out there and they would just set up shop and just spray tan. Oh, yeah. This is that energy. <laughs> this is that public pool energy. That's very true. So, okay. Right on cue, Betty Boner kill calls. And BBK, she's got she's got some news. She got mail from Julia for Julia from the U.S. Citizenships and Application for Green Card Services. It's, it's a big deal. It is a big deal. It's a and big deal. So correct me if I'm wrong, right? Yeah. But did Brandon say that it came pretty fast? They didn't expect it. And he said yes. it's, I guess, it's because of COVID. Which is the That's opposite. not true. It's literally <laughs> the opposite. opposite. Like everything, everything slowed, da- slowed mm-hmm. down during COVID. But I guess they get lucky as some other people who you know, got through this or got to the interview rather faster than... Well, we got we got to our interview. So fast? Within three months? Like, we submitted our application and basically within three months, I had my green card, which... No. No, we had our interview within three months. Yes, and I got my green card a week later. Huh. Really? Yeah. Look at you. That's how fast it was. You're an A student. We didn't... Yeah. Well, it was not me, but we didn't expect the interview to come so fast. Glad it did. Yeah, yeah. But I almost felt like, oh, wow, some, something similar is happening to them. But this was a few months after their wedding. It wasn't like the next week that they went to Vegas. It was, no, it was but several weeks. No, it got me thinking, they are applying from Virginia. I yeah. don't th- we're applying from Northern Florida. Mm-hmm. I don't think there are as many foreigners, so it might be faster because mm-hmm. each city has its own USCIS yeah, office. I bet, you, I bet you their closest is DC, though. So that's probably crazy. That's true. Theirs is probably crazy. I mean, who, I'm, again, I'm just speculating. No one knows. Not even, no the, one knows. Not even the immigration lawyers know. Not even Brandon knows. Let's be very clear because no like, oh, I think COVID sped things up, which COVID has sped nothing up. Except people's divorces, I would it's say. It's the opposite. It's the very opposite. Yeah. So, she yeah, she got her invitation for her green card interview. It's going to be scheduled a few days after they get back from Vegas. And as we learned firsthand, it's not Julia. Julia's not getting her interview. Brandon's getting his interview. Julia's not going to have to flex any of her English. Mm-mm. She's going to need to sit quiet, sit quiet in the corner. It will be interesting. Because a lot of the questions I feel like, well, maybe not. I was thinking of when the lawyer was asking if you were a prostitute. You have to ask. They're going to ask her that. And That's if the she standard. Was, not, they didn't say, oh, have you ever been a prostitute? They said, have you ever uh, gotten paid for yeah. sex for and it or something? Yeah. And listen, we're all for do whatever you She'll want. She'll be like, sexy time. Yes. Well, no, yes. Not, not that, but. If we're to believe this new story of how Brandon's friend met her in Korea while she was dancing, that may be a fine line. Like, that's were you? Not se- if she wasn't banging anyone, that's not sex work. No, I Unless know she was. We don't know what she was doing, that's but true. she was traveling and then doing this for money. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. And we're not shaming. Listen, you do you. 
You do you. Make that cash. Make that cash however you can. Just saying. It'll be, it's going to be interesting. It's going to yeah. be, a, it's going to be a question. But so. Brendan should prepare her because those questions are not laughable, are not questionable. No. You should have yeah. a full understanding of what they're asking you. Otherwise, you should have a translator with yeah. you. Check your dumb Gibbs humor at the door, Brendan. Yeah, that's literally not the time saying, she said, sex work, Brendan. And yeah. he's going to crack a joke and no. Yeah. She needs yeah. to be, no, 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 no. Has she ever been paid for sex? He's going to be like, well, does it count the purse I bought her? <laughs> and then uh, denied. So check your dumb sense of humor at the door, Brandon. That's just a tip from us. Okay. Yes. And it's a good one because we went in with, oh, let's, you know, be like witty and funny. No. And show and touch, hold hands yeah. and show how much we no. love each other. They don't give a, they don't give a shit about that. They don't want that. They, they literally don't want that. They're going to talk to the American and all they care about is the American's answers and finding out, do you truly love her and want her to be mm -hmm. here as your wife? Or did she convince you? Did she pay you 25,000 bucks yeah. to come to this interview and say, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. They're not going to talk to I was to trying to be a little cute and I started talking. He's like, not you. You stop. Yeah. Literally shut me up. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. I felt like I'm a, I'm a child sitting in a corner. Which is the one thing no one prepared us for. Because we had That's talked. That's very true. We had talked to some people and they'll be like, sure, they'll ask like, what side of the bed do you sleep on? What color is your wife's toothbrush? Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's if things get sketchy, yes. they separate you and they ask those questions to prove that you guys are legitimate. Yeah. No one said like, oh, it's going to be all you, John. Teresa's is not going to be allowed to speak, mm -hmm. basically. So that's Unless something to know. it was our experience. I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe he just didn't like your accent. Maybe he didn't want to hear that. That is not we true. We bonded. We were both Northerners. We talked about New York. We had a nice bond. He yeah. So it was like, he's like, so what's your favorite bond in New York City? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we had a bond. We had a bond. Okay. But speaking about making that cash, does Julia think the green card is a credit card? Like, is the green card the new black card? The green card from American Express. Because It definitely sounds like it. She's like... Oh my gosh, our, my dream is coming true. Now we can move out. We can get a new house. We can live our dream. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. The green card is not money. It's not a credit card. Well, it will allow her to make money if she wants to try, mm -hmm. as she should. Mm -hmm. Right? But she made it seem like, cool, green card, moving out. It's, not so fast. It's almost like a gate. It's like, She should look at it as a gate into the future, but she needs to work hard. Yeah. To get somewhere. I mean, that's when the real work starts. Forget the farm work. Once you get your green card, that's when the real work starts. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Leave the pool. It's nighttime in Vegas. Brandon and Julie are going out for dinner at Jing, conveniently located in the beautiful planned community of Summerlin. Because why eat on the strip when you could eat in a strip mall? Well, Jing, okay. ladies and gentlemen, Jing. Guys, malls... In Las Vegas are awesome. This is your, that's not a strip this is mall. your opinion. That's not, that's it's not, a strip mall. It's not a strip mall. It's a, it's a it's plaza. A town, it's a plaza. It's a beautiful modern looking plaza. plaza. AKA strip mall. It's not, no, strip malls are like old malls where you have Marshalls and FedEx and UPS and also okay. USPS and some shady store okay. and maybe a supermarket. That's plaza. But still. I mean, why, that's strip mall. Why? <laughs> See, even you get them confused. Stop it. Why are you eating in Summerlin? 
Why not? Summerland's awesome. But it's, it's very, a planned community. It's, it's like it's for locals. It's, it's thirty it minutes is, from the strip. We know people who live there. Well, yeah, I mean, we have eaten in that plaza, yes. strip mall, plaza, the, strip mall. It's a town. Actually, it's a Summerland town center. Yeah, it's just it's Summerland town. It's Summerland down. town center. Yes, and Jing is there. They decided to go probably because Betty had a gift card or something. <laughs> like, Brandon, you take this gift card. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to be able to go. No, not but I'm very cute. So the first night, they went to old Las Vegas, which is off the strip. That's like the OG. The opposite. No, no, it's I close. Like it's like five minutes. It's just from like past. Summerlin? No, 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 from Summerlin. From the strip. That's the old saying. strip is like five, ten minutes from the actual strip. Yeah. Right? It's like past the Stratosphere Tower, right? This place is half an hour north from the strip. So right. my only thinking is like, where are they staying at the Red Rock Casino, which is nearby? Hmm. But then again, that's off off strip. Why would you go to Vegas and stay, didn't stay on this trip? That's my question. Okay. I wasn't going to ask you to share this story, but you were just Oof. flexing. You were flexing, flexing on, what? on your Las Vegas geography. Well, yeah, because I... I don't, I'm not going to say I've ever lived there, but I spent a lot of time in Vegas. So I think if we were ever going to share this story, this would be the appropriate time to share it. You might, you mean my Uber story? Your Uber story. Oh. Because the way you found out what was going on is because you know Vegas so well. Very true. All right. Hit us with the Uber story. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Teresa. All right. The Uber story. <laughs> Las Vegas, Nevada. Six years ago, approximately, before I met John. So, yeah, six years ago, I went to visit my family in Vegas, right? And also one of my very close friends live in Vegas. So I told her, let's go out, let's grab some drinks and have fun, right? So we met on this trip, went to a bar, started drinking, but she had to drive and... I was going to take a cab back home. So we started drinking a little, but, you know, you're catching up with someone. So you don't go crazy. Mm-hmm. Didn't go to a club. Just stayed at the bar. I was totally sober. I Wait, wasn't drunk. Okay. I, I want to skip ahead just because I don't want to forget to ask this question. Why didn't she drive you home? That's a good question. Well, she lives on the opposite side. She has a kid. Okay. So she went home and I said, I'll just take a cab. Okay. Right? Or you were still single back then and you wanted to stay out. And alone in Las Vegas, troll the strip. No, I did not. But anyways, having drinks with your friend, having drinks with my friend. Then it was like 4 a.m. Like, okay, like she's gonna have to go home. I have kids. I'm like, that's fine. You know, I'm gonna call a cab again. She lived on the opposite side. It was fine. Uber or whatever. Called an Uber, picked me up. Seemed like a really nice guy. Mm -hmm. I sat in the back. Was a big, (laughs) did he ask you to sit in the front? No, 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 but it was a big car. It was like this, like, suburban. Right? Sure. So sitting in the car and I'm thinking, okay, it should have taken about 20 minutes, right? It's like 30, 40 minutes in. I'm like, where is he going? And I'm looking at the map on my Uber app and right. I ask him, like, where are you going? Why are you driving around? I would he's be like, freaking out. <laughs> and he's like, well, the highway is like, they're like, you know, fixing something on the highway. I was like, all right, you know, like you're... S- and I didn't want to get into it, but I'm like, he literally, this is not the way to go. And yep. it's because I know Vegas. Fine, fine, fine. We got 
to where I needed to go, but it's a gated community and you need to talk to the person to let you go, go through, right? So I talked to the, what do you call it? A gate guy? The guard. The guard said my name. He let us in. You know, Uber driver dropped me off. I said, have a good night. He's like, oh, thank you so much. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Went home, talked to my uh, family for a little bit. Somehow they were up and I went to bed, <laughs> right? Yeah. Woke up in the morning, looked at my emails and there was an email from Uber saying, hi, Teresa, we are going to charge you $200 for you throwing up in your last night's Uber, <sighs> right? I'm like, wait a minute, what? I tried to call them. I don't know, guys, if, if you realize that, but you cannot call Uber. You have to go through like email. So email, I said, wait a minute, that is not true. That didn't happen. The car dropped me off. Nothing happened. Like I didn't throw up in the car. And they said, well, that's not what the Uber driver said. He said you threw up all over the front seat. <laughs> so I was like, wait a minute. I did not sit in the front. I sat in the back. I'm like, I would love to see the pictures. So they sent me the pictures of the front seat. Mm-hmm. You couldn't tell what car it was. Someone like it was dirty. Someone puked. Oh. Right. So I was like, well, this wasn't me. So I really don't want to pay for it. They already charged me, right? I'm like, so I Googled and when an Uber driver, and again, this is six years ago. I don't know if the policy changed, but if an Uber driver reports that someone puked in his car, he has to clean it. So all the cleaning money goes into his pocket. Mm-hmm. Doesn't go to Uber, got goes it. to the driver, right? So I was like arguing with Uber. They were like, I'm sorry, this is what we got. We charge you, you know. Blah, blah, blah. So I got like really mad, especially because back then I was an au pair. I didn't make a lot of money, $200. And it still is a lot of money. Yeah. But that literally was like, oh my gosh, like, mm-hmm. I can't. Right. So I'm telling my aunt, she goes like, you weren't even drunk. I'm like, of course I wasn't drunk. I know I wasn't drunk. I didn't throw up in the car. It's on the camera. When I was talking to the guard, I was sitting in the back. Like, I'm really going to go after them. So I'm talking to my friend and they're like, you try to post on Facebook. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. So I went to Facebook and I started like commenting on their most recent post. And I asked my friend, like, hey, comment on it back. <laughs> so just so like we get it going. She didn't even have to. I made a comment and people started commenting saying, oh my gosh, that happened to me in California. Mm. That happened to me in Utah, blah, blah, blah. It literally turned into this huge discussion. Look at you. 10 minutes later, I got an email from Uber yeah. saying, and besides like, in the post, I was basically saying, hey, you know, I work, I was like interning for a cybersecurity firm. They're going to look at the metadata behind the photos. They're going to find out it didn't happen that night. And I'm, I'm going to sue them. They're going to be a lot of trouble. 10 minutes later, email from Uber saying, okay, we looked at all the photos again and, you know, we will issue a refund, right? Yep. But they didn't. So I called my bank. I basically said it was a fraud, blah, 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 blah. Long story short, my bank, what, what do you call it when they... Refunded? When they refunded, they credited and they yeah. they called it a fraud. Uber got back to me and saying, wait a minute, like this is what you did. Something about me not being able to use Uber for a year because of this whole issue. I was like, who cares? Bottom line is this crazy story happened to me in Vegas. And this is not one of the stories that says what happens in Vegas stands in Vegas because I told everyone. (laughs) What happens in Vegas goes on Uber's Facebook page. (sighs) 
and follows you yeah. for the rest of your life because I still don't think you can use Uber. Mm-hmm. I always am the one that has to book it. I just don't. Whatever. I use Lyft if I Request. have to, but. Yeah. I'm almost sorry that I asked for that story because, wow. It was a lot. I can see it taking a lot out of you. And it's been six years. I've yeah. told the story many times, but it was so, I couldn't believe it happened to me. It was back then when you didn't hear as many crazy Uber stories. Yeah. It, Uber sketches me out. Just going to say, like the, that guy was clearly a criminal. You can, I will but call it that. But it was the crazy story, craziest part. He was so nice to me. We were chatting. Sure. Most con men are. Most we common are very nice. Okay. Um, thanks for the story, yeah. Teresa. Uh, all I'm just going to say is that he probably thought, oh, look at this drunk chick. It's 4 a.m. Let me make some money. And I'm sure your English was not very good six years ago. Still. Well, I, probably easier to take advantage of someone if like, oh, I don't know really what's going yeah, on. I dude, can't Yeah, dude, I checked my email. Yeah, but I'm saying he probably was like, well, she can't really fight this. She's, you know, as Julia. You haven't met me. Not very fluent in English. <laughs> okay. Let's get back to, to Jing. Let's Oof. get back to Summerlin, the beautiful planned community of Summerlin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Julia sees that this place has sushi. She loves sushi. Sushi is the best. Oh my God. I love sushi. I, love, I this. love Vegas. I love this place, Brandon. Let's move here. Brandon, look at this spoon. This is a beautiful spoon. <laughs> Viva Las Vegas, baby. Oh, yeah. Like, I wish I was joking, but she literally said, look at this spoon, Brandon. We're moving. She's just so excited. Like, let the girl be excited. She's not. She's like, ah, stop selling it. I get it. You like Vegas, Julie. You don't seem like, look at this spoon. Listen, I genuinely think she is excited because the only place in America she saw besides the classic DC was the farm. <laughs> yeah. Las Vegas is Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. So cue the classic let's live in Las Vegas conversation. That comes up again. But Brandon says, no, we'll move, but I can only promise you somewhere around Richmond, somewhere near my job. So here's where I'm at least a little bit happy. They start to talk about what Julia might want to do for work. Mm-hmm. And she throws out wedding planner. Or a designer. I think she was using those like interchangeably. Like I want to design people's weddings. Well, she also said something about like decoration. So maybe, right. maybe. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Designing what? So Brandon's like, okay, but all the jobs you've looked at say must be fluent in English. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're fluent in English? Also, I hope she's not going to advise anyone with wedding dresses. Oh, well, yeah. Well, Brandon goes, come on. Like you don't want to do that. You don't want to ruin someone's big day. <laughs> So he's, he knows he knows she ruined their big day by wearing those sneakers to the church. Well, the sneakers w- would have been fine if the dress was long. Yeah. Long story short, she ruined her own wedding. In a sense. And, and she ruined it for me is what okay. I'm saying. She may have loved it, but she ruined it for me, Teresa. Okay. And that's really You're such a fashionist. That's really what's important. So (laughs) she keeps going on and Brandon just starts ignoring the conversation. Like, oh, is your food good? Is it good? Oh, look, a goat. Like a classic misdirect. (laughs) Classic classic 90 day misdirect. And then Julia accuses Brandon of being too realistic. And that's why he's still living on the farm. I think she means like he doesn't have dreams. Mm-hmm. He's being too realistic. He doesn't have dreams. Being realistic is a good thing, Julia. 
Yeah. I mean, it's good to dream too. It's good to have aspirations, True. but it's good to be realistic. True. But also, I don't know if she, if it's just on the show, if they cut it out or she didn't even think about it, but being anything, any planner or any designer or any jobs, perhaps you need some training or education or both, right? Yeah. yeah. Nothing. No one's going to just hire you. No one's going to hire you to plan their wedding. So it's a long way to go. And if she's serious about it, she should have started working on it the second she landed here, right? Because mm-hmm. she had all the time. Yep. And I'm sure if she told Betty and her, like, hey, guys, I cannot feed the animals. I'm studying yeah. for my future. I'm sure they would have been like, you know what? Like, okay, that's fine. We'll feed the animals. Yeah, that's a good point. I think she's looking at, oh, once the green card comes, that's when I can start focusing on the future. No, you should have started focusing on it the minute you got to mm-hmm. America, if not sooner. Okay. So she just says, this is not the life I want, not the life I pictured. And I do wonder what Brandon sold her on. Like, we don't know what Brandon told her. We don't know if he said, oh, when you move here, we're going to go to D.C. We're going to live in D.C., right? We don't know. But if he was honest with her, well, then this is this should be the life that you pictured. Also, once again, I say it every season the way the rest of the world views America is True. very different from what America actually is. And yes, there are rich people with huge houses, right? Mm-hmm. But the majority of the people are regular people with yeah. regular jobs, living in the regular houses or apartments, mm-hmm. living the regular life as, let's say, in Europe, right? So I feel like he might have told her the truth, what's happening, she just couldn't picture it she just didn't have an idea like she did she probably said he said oh i'm i'm living on the farm my family she pictured this huge house and servants and <laughs> she definitely didn't picture ron and betty probably no, probably not so again he might have told her the real deal she just didn't have an idea and it's fine because many people don't okay all right shall we move on <laughs> shall we move on we got a few more couples to go so let's Let's move on. Let's talk about Libby and the Loudmouths. Libby and Andre. Elizabeth and Andre. 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 So Libby is getting her face on. She's putting her makeup on. Mr. Mom comes in with Ellie in a basket of laundry. And this is nice to see Andre stepping up. Mm-hmm. Right? It's also Doing nice to something. see he's folding the laundry uh, too. Folding the laundry. Yeah, look at you, Andre. Look at you. So Something you should learn. Okay, let's not even get into that. The way you fold laundry is ridiculous. It works for me. (laughs) It works for me, okay? This is not the place to air our dirty laundry. (laughs) You mean our clean laundry? Yeah, this is not the place to discuss our clean laundry. The way John folds his laundry is just ridiculous. Okay, it's normal, guys. It's completely normal. It's just, it's got a wider base than (laughs) Teresa folds it. It's like six inches when she folds a t-shirt. You don't pet it. Pet it? Oh, I don't smooth it? You don't smooth it. Let's move on, please. Let's move on. The reason Libby's getting all fancy is because there is a family business meeting tonight. There's a meeting to discuss whether or not they're going to allow Andre into the family business. The business meeting. Why do I feel like Libby and the Loudmouths, when they have family business meetings, that involves like performing an animal sacrifice? I feel like there's something very dark and devious. I want to say animal. They're just going to sacrifice a person. Like someone they don't (laughs) like. It's Survivor. It's it's someone they don't like. Yeah. Charlie. Like like Andre. 
Oh, all right. Well, Andre's not invited for probably for his own sake. So I kind of also feel like they they give out awards at these. <laughs> like like the Dundies? Almost like the Dundies, but more sexual. Like top earner on OnlyFans that you month. Know, that's a fact. I, I'm gonna get what you're saying, but at the end of the day, you're talking about a family. Oh, so saying come on. sexual awards is a little weird. Okay, they still give out awards. Like, you know, Chuck has like a little portable karaoke machine mic, and he's like, "This month's top earner <laughs> is Becky on OnlyFans." Becky, Becky, come on up and get your award. And then it's like, uh, uh. Okay, Jen with the most new subscribers. Jen with the most new subscribers. Come on up, Jen. I mean, listen, as Charlie said, they all use their own money to help the business grow. So what else would you get your own money if that's your source of income? You got to look elsewhere. Okay. Like the OnlyFans. Yeah. Okay. So, but you know, Chuck's taking like 10% off the top of that. Oh, he Chuck, sure, he Chuck sure is does. the family pimp. We all know Chuck's a family. Well, he's the head of family. I like Chuck. Let's move on. Because uh, you love money. <laughs> I do love money. I do love hard work. What do you love about Chuck? If you could say it. I don't love Chuck, but I think he, I, I like Chuck. Okay. So. I don't love his new haircut. Okay. Well, apparently that's been rectified. Libby shared a post on Instagram of Chuck's new hairdo, <laughs> which looks more like his old hairdo. Everything's okay. Everyone calm down. Okay, everyone calm down. It's fine. So cut to the meeting at Becky's house. And what a spread. What an absolute spread they had. No peasant food in sight. You know who would love it? Who would like lose her shit? Over a good spread? Over a good sushi spread. Natalie? No. Oh. Who just freaked out about sushi? Uh, Yulia. Yulia. She's like, oh my gosh, they have sushi? (laughs) I love Tampa. She's like, I love Becky's house. I'm not leaving. <laughs> We're moving to Becky's house. Okay. So here's something stupid I noticed on the wall of, of well. Becky's house? Uh, yeah. Two walls, actually. It's the same clock on the wall in Becky's kitchen as the doctor's office in LA that Angela Really? Went to. Yeah. I yeah. guess it's either Pottery Barn or West Elm. No. It's Audemars Piquet. It's like a very fancy watch brand. Oh. Like if you get an actual Audemars watch, $40,000, the wall clock's like a couple hundred. It's kind of mm. corny. But it was so weird. Like you don't see these everywhere. Interesting. And in the same episode, you saw one on the doctor's wall and at Becky's house. You are a watch guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw it. So, okay. They're in the kitchen. They're popping bottles of champagne. It is quite the What affair. a great business meeting. What? Everyone gets dressed up, popping bottles of champagne, eating sushi, I was just, and invite me next time. I was just waiting for like a small goat to be walked in for the sacrifice, though. <laughs> the goat has arrived. We can begin. Or or a person, once again. You, you make it a lot darker than I do. You I make mean, it a lot have darker. Have you ever seen the movie? You could do gyros. Maybe they could cook up some gyros after the sacrifice. I was just You're making s- it very dark. I was just going to say, have you ever seen the movie Purge? No. Don't watch it. Okay. So they're all there. You have drunk Charlie, who's just like, I've been up for three days straight on a cocaine bender. I'm about to come down hard. Like, what the hell is going on here? What's going on, man? I'm freaking out. What's going on? And Chuck explains in his worst Moldovan accent, 
What's going on? And Libby gets mad. Yeah, I'm not even going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Stop mocking Andre. He's like, <laughs> so, so dumb. So, Chuck, I, I, I was going to ask you to give me 100K. Yeah. 100K <laughs> for my own business that I know nothing about. Chuck, Chuck easy with the improv. Over here. I know easy. I know you got the karaoke, the portable mic. You're giving out your awards. Easy with the improv. Okay. No one's guess this. I was there for it. I was like, let him speak. You Libby. really wanted more of that impression? Yeah. Let's not. see what he has to I say. I wanted it to stop before it even started. Let's see what he has to say in the accent. <laughs> you love Chuck so much. I don't understand. I Is like he sending you money? Is Chuck sending you money? I wish. Yeah. I wish. So speaking of money, Charlie goes... Raise your hand if you've ever gotten a hundred thousand loan from this guy. Anyone here? Raise your hand if you've gotten a hundred thousand loan from Chuck. Charlie's probably never gotten a hug from Chuck. That's very true. Let alone that's. We see you, Charlie. Like we see Chuck you. Chuck loves his daughters. Yeah. Oh. I think he's okay with Charlie. Charlie's not pulling in any money on OnlyFans. Like Charlie's not making Chuck any money. I guess. So that's the issue. My, you know what I would love to know if they could really break it down during the business meeting and say who does what. Like when you like introduce None yourself, you know, None you are in the business meeting, right. you would be like, oh, hi, I'm Teresa and I'm ABC and I take care of mm-hmm. CDNF. Right. Nice to meet you. Right. I would love to know because yeah. they all work for Chuck, Charlie's wife included. I don't know about Becky's husband, but he's part of the meeting. Yeah. So what do, what do they do? Chuck is flipping houses. How do they flip houses? Do they they could do the fix heart? them up? They could be realtors. They could be landlords. I guess. I don't know. I guess. I don't know. But the whole family thinks it's ridiculous that Andre's trying to get this money, trying to take the easy way out. So then Chuck goes round the room, like one by one. Becky, will you work with him? Jen, no, no, no. He's, he's like, would, he's saying, would you be willing to? Would <laughs> Becky, you be willing Becky, to? Would you be willing to work with him? It, that was fun. That was fun for everyone. I mean, Becky said yes. Yeah. Jen says yes, but I don't think it's going to work. Ha, and, then, ha, ha. and then keep in mind, we have children listening. What did Charlie say? <laughs> he said, first of all, F you. Yeah. And basically, he's I don't like, even if know. he wants to do this, earn it. He's like, he comes from a poor communist country, which is true. They don't even have Walmart there. Which is very true. Both things I just said and you said. Yeah. No Walmart and it's a poor country. We should do Moldova the segment. Yes, but we need to research because I know nothing about Moldova. It would just be like, salads? No. <laughs> <laughs> Walmart, no. McDonald's across no. the street. Oh, yeah. Oh, they did have McDonald's. <laughs> Charlie's like, we could just have the wedding here. There's a ball pit. It's great. So. But anyways, he is true. Andre should be working his ass off from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. He never hit the bottom. He made it into the family. And he could have been a truck driver, but... You know, if he didn't want to, he would have to take some tests and he would be far away from home. And then he wanted to be a handyman. But, you know, how would he get a client and he doesn't have any experience and don't know he's going to be a stay-at-home dad. And that's what he did. Yep. 
So he never really had to work. And as much as I do not like Charlie, I'm on this with him. He needs to start from the bottom. It's not like, oh, Chuck is going to bring him into the family as the CFO. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Charlie freaks out. Libby gets mad. She storms off. And why does Charlie, okay, why does Charlie always look like he just got pulled over by the cops, but he's about to take off running? Like while they're does going, he? while they're going through his paper, he's shifting his weight back and forth from like leg to leg. He's putting his hands in and out of his pockets, like rubbing his hands together. He always he's looks, a little nervous. He always looks like he's about to take off on the and cops. Maybe he is. While they're like going through his paperwork. Maybe he is. Yeah. But I was going to say, all of a sudden, Libby gets pissed. She yeah. storms out. She takes off. Yeah. Becky follows her. Yep. And in a couple of minutes, the whole meeting moves outside. Oh. Completely. Now it's an outdoor, outside. Now it's an outdoor it's business meeting. It's an outdoor meeting. business meeting. It's an outdoor business meeting. <laughs> and so, so Charlie goes outside to to try to, well, what I thought was going to be. Chuck told him to do I it. I thought it was going to be an apology. It was not. He continued no. freaking out. And Chuck is like, listen, you don't have beef with your sister. You have it with Andre. Give your sister a hug. Go hug. And Jen, get this on video because this is good content for our OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> you know, get this on, get this on the get this on film, please. So, I think we need a Chuck a Chuck Dollar Signs featuring Junk Charlie Beef Track. They're talking about beef. You don't have beef. beef. So much beef. They need a beef track. So, okay, Chuck wants Charlie to meet with Andre and squash the beef. That's squash the, the beef. That's the big ask. So let's see. Will Andre agree to do that? Let's see. Libby gets back home. She's looking all stressed out. I'm stressed out because Andre's wearing a hat in bed. And he's like touching the pillow with his feet. Everything was I, very gross. No. Very grimy. No. Get take your take your hat off when you're in bed. Also, why wasn't he in the living room? Like he was in the bed when she left. Yeah. And then she came back and he was still in the bed, but no in his PJs or anything, just laying there. Yeah. Why aren't you hanging out in your living room? Very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. So Libby just fills Andre in. Hey, here's what happened. My dad wants you to meet with Charlie, try to smooth things over. And Andre's like, no, definitely not. There's no way we can work this out. So now he's back to the idea of starting his own business. So I think, I think he's like, I'll do what I can to prove to Chuck that I'm worth this hundred K, Yeah. but I want to start my business ASAP. But honestly, he's so dumb by saying that. Yeah. yeah. Starting your own, but you don't just start your own business. No person in the world who started their own business didn't just start their own business. They started from the bottom. Now they're here. They need, he needs to learn, he needs to study, he needs to research. In the meantime, he needs to work somewhere. Yeah. Also, one of them just needs to step up and be the bigger man because they're both being children about this. Like, someone just step up. Listen, Andre. Chuck said, come work for me. I'll no, I teach mean Chuck. You. I mean Charlie and Andre. Oh. Like, just meet, be adults, squash your beef, and move on. Just get in a fight. Yeah. Just like beach her, beach the shit out of each other. Yikes. And then hug and go to grab a beer and everything's going to be okay. 
if Chuck promoted that fight at Andre versus Charlie in a boxing ring, I would pay to see that. I'd pay to see that way before I pay to see Pow. And if wrestle. they're shirtless, the girls can promote it on OnlyFans. Everyone calm down. Just, just, let's make the money, am I right? Yeah. Let's make the money. You really are like a mini Chuck over there. I'm I'm, I'm team Chuck. I know he's not even important, Yeah. but Chuck all the way. You're all for the Chuck book. Okay, shall we move on to the snoozer of a couple? Yeah, I might just <sighs> go and pee. <laughs> I'm kidding. While we're recording? <laughs> I mean, you take care of it. It's a, okay, here we it's go. a snoozer. No, I'm kidding. Here we go. I'll, I'll be here for you. Okay, you just sit over there. I'll be here for you. Just sit over there. Okay, Kalani and Oscar. I'll hold my pee like Ronald was holding his fart. Wait, do you really have to go to the bathroom? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, now I feel bad. Okay, so Kalani and Asuelu, apparently since deciding to move into their own place, Asuelu, he's been behaving He's been a good boy recently. He's like a child that there's a reward. Like yeah. when I was a kid and I did something or I, I wanted something and my parents said, okay, Teresa, if you really want to, I don't know, go to the summer camp with your friend, <laughs> what? I don't know. My parents had to pay for it. I couldn't I just go. That's I had to like, ask. I thought you were going to say like, if you really want this candy. Oh. That was like a very form, like formative thing in your life. And they were holding it over your head like, well, you better behave well, or were, you're going to miss out They on loved when I went away for four weeks each, each summer. Okay. But anyways. They okay. were doing reverse psychology. Let's say they were like, okay, Teresa, if you want to get Pokemon cards exactly. at the end of the week, yeah. you have to clean the house. You have to take the trash out. You have to behave. No grades worse than A minus, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, hell yes, I'm on those po- Pokemon cards, right? So I behaved. I did all that. That's Azuelo. Yeah. That's Azuelo. He's behaving. So Kalani's going to treat him to some crepes. Oh, my, my parents used to treat me too after I behaved so well. These crepes look terrible, first of all. They look like Crunchwrap Supremes from Taco Bell. Hey, first of all, crepe. And I might be totally wrong, and I think I am because I saw Azul eating a salty crepe. But I saw crepes, from what I know, and from what I know about French people, crepes are sweet. No, not all. They have different crepes. Well, I You can get a jamon, like a jamon crepe, like a crepe with ham. And you can do dinner crepes. You could do dessert crepes. I would love to get a little crepe. Can Mm -hmm. we make crepes? You could make crepes. I know how to make crepes, but the sweet crepes. Yeah, no, you you could make them. It's like a quesadilla. Basically. Oh. Right? That's what this we looks just like. Made, we just made quesadillas two days ago. Okay. So. You hate. <laughs> what? Let's, let's talk about the crepes. Let's talk about this couple. We don't need to talk about our quesadillas. Not about the quesadillas. I want to know more about the crepes. <laughs> I don't know any more about this. Ugh, so you were like Mr. Smarty Pants, like, crepes are like quesadillas. Yesterday, so we just had quesadillas for dinner. Okay. Okay. But that's all I know. No, I'm saying these looked like oh. I'm saying these looked like quesadillas, and I'm saying I know you can make savory crepes, you can make sweet crepes. You Look can at make you, so much crepes. knowledge about crepes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I've had a crepe or two in my life. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Let's, let's move on. Let's stop this crepe talk. Okay, stop. Crepey so. talk, like crappy talk. <laughs> No, you're creeping me out with your puns. Okay. So you creeper. <laughs> you are a creeper. You are right. a creeper. Okay. Okay. So Kalani has some news to share. 
And the news is Colini is arriving tonight. And this is something that Asuelu doesn't know. So Asuelu's like, wait, wait, why didn't you tell me? Why would you not tell me? Why would you not give me a heads up that Colini's coming tonight? Like, and you think he's going to be so mad? Yeah. You think he's so upset? But again, Kalani is her mom, right? Yeah. She knows how to treat kids. You feed them with something they like. And as they're <laughs> enjoying, true. you tell them the bad news. It's like, oh, hey, Teresa, do you want to go and get some sweet croissants and some candy? I'll be like, yes, mom. I'm eating. I'm enjoying. And my mom was like, so grandma, grandpa passed away yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Is that what happened? No, I'm kidding. That I just explain, made it up. That would explain a lot. But I, it was the same thing. And I and would just I probably be like. never eat croissants again. Okay. Yeah. And then you can threaten like if they act up when hearing the news. Well, I'm going to take that away. Okay. If you want to mm. keep crying, I'm going to take your If you're going to get away. mad about grandpa passing away, I'm going <laughs> to take your croissant away. This podcast took a weird turn. Right. right around odd jobs. I would say right around odd jobs, <laughs> it took a weird turn. Well, that was just a little misunderstanding on my end. Yeah, I'm glad we cleared that up. <laughs> okay, so turns out Osweiler's not upset at all that she's coming. He's upset that he can't throw her this, like, welcome party. You know why he's not upset? Because he's eating. Okay. Something he likes. Okay. Try to feed him spinach and tell him bad news. He's going <laughs> to lose. That's the bad news. He's going to lose his shit. Okay, so he's like, oh, my God, we don't have enough time. We need to get flowers. We need to make food for her. Like, we don't have any time. We got to go. Cut to the frenzied montage scene in the movie where the main character is, like, getting her last-minute makeover before the big dance. Those are the vibes oh, I was yeah. Like, how? come on, we have to go. We have to go. <laughs> and Kalan is creeped out by Asuelu's yeah, behavior. Yeah, I was creeped out, too. It makes two of us. Welcome to Creeptown, population two, me and Kalani, what's going on? Well, Aswell starts crying while doing all this. Oh, boy. I don't even know why he cries, to be very honest. She thinks he's trying to manipulate Well, that's the thing. She said he, she stared at him as he was crying. Again, like a mom looking at a child, just, okay, get it out, get it all out, saying, mm -hmm. all right, he uses crying as a form of manipulation. Yeah, I I don't know. I trust I remember her. him crying before. I guess I didn't really look deep even, into yeah, it. But I don't remember that. Kids do that. Kids do, I was a child. Hello. Mm -hmm. Then you still cry. Yeah. And you're an adult. I cry when I see a puppy thinking you're going to get me one. Doesn't go there. Oh, let's not go there. So <laughs> basically Kalani's surprised because the last time Asuelu and Kalini interacted, he was like, I never want to see her again. But now he's being reasonable and... His reasoning is a good one. He, he says, wants to get a house. Well, yeah. We'll be moving soon. Like, so it's not going to be forever. Mm -hmm. It's such a mature outlook. Yeah. Good for him. All he needed was a savory crepe. A savory crepe. A savory crepe, and he's a different person. So that's basically it. Kalani doesn't know if this is a sincere Asuelu. Is this actually Asuelu? We'll find or out. Or is he trying to manipulate her? Let's keep an eye on him. Let's keep an eye. Let's keep two eyes. Let's keep All both right. eyes. All right. Let's we... end this Woo. on a crazy note. I'd love to end it on a crazy right? note. Love. Yeah. You guys Been know, waiting all night to talk about You guys about know this who we're talking about. Our one and only, the crazy Natalia and Michael. Mm. Okay. 
Here we go. <laughs> Crazy Natalia. She's setting up a little champagne spread in the hotel lobby. A very romantic setting. Very romantic it setting. It was a surprise. Let's not, you know, it's fine. I thought she put oh, some no. thoughts into I it. bash on this hard. <laughs> I will bash on this very hard. It's COVID-19. Yeah. So go into your room. Well, Mike Don't is in the room. Don't be in public. Mike is in the room. So then use your trickery skills to get him out of the room. I guess. And then go into the room and set it up. Okay. But here's what's happening. I finally discovered the secret to their relationship success. Here's the secret to their success. Okay. I'm questioning the word success, but go for it. So far. Their success so far. All right. They only communicate over the phone. Like... When he texted her, hey, sexy, turn around. Oh, that's true. And now she's calling him, love, can you please come downstairs? So, Can you please do me a favor and come downstairs? So they they stay away from each other, basically, it hmm. seems like, all the time. And then they just text each other a call when they have something and a reason to be together. That's very true, but unfortunately, it never goes well for no, it them. Always ends, it always ends terrible. So it's Mike's 36th birthday. 36 going on 50, I think, or 52. I don't know. It's because of Natalie. She's always looked old. Well, people say when you're stressed, you you pick up some extra, extra grace and wrinkles, right? Yeah. I think Natalie is a handful. Mm Mm-hmm. That's for sure. So definitely 36 going on 50. Yeah. So (laughs) it's his birthday party. Ain't no party like a hotel party, a hotel lobby party. And it turns out... Natalie secretly picked up sushi from Mike's favorite sushi restaurant, Whole Foods. Was it Whole Foods? You're just judging based on the boxes. I get it. I get it. Guys, guys, the sushi came in brown paper boxes directly from the Whole Foods buffet. That's true. And have you ever gotten sushi that's come in a container like that? No, usually it's the black bottom, usually it's the clear like, top. It, yeah, it's rectangle. Mm-hmm. It's long. It, and it's but, got the plastic top. But yeah. even Whole Foods sells sushi in that packaging. Okay. Because it's been there, done that. Okay. So maybe it's like a a sushi restaurant that doesn't really know how to package sushi. But, of course, but it's Mike's favorite. This Mike's favorite. favorite. <laughs> right. So more surprised than... The packaging, I was surprised Mike could use chopsticks. Mm. Like he was kind of a master with those chopsticks. I mean, very confident with those chopsticks. That was his favorite restaurant. Mm. Yeah. But I could see Mike's the type of guy that eats sushi with a fork, I would say. Well. Maybe a spoon if he's had too much to drink. <laughs> <laughs> like a big soup spoon. Or like Natalie with her giant piece of sushi she made oh. on her show. Just use your hands. Oh, Gross. So Natalie gives a beautiful birthday toast, calling Mike a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. Just a beautiful toast, something you'll always remember. And then they say chin chin. Well, when be- they before they chin chin, let's not forget about this awkward, awkward moment when Mike is called their entire a- relationship. What are you talking about? <laughs> Mike is opening the champagne and Natalie is doing a house with what? her hands. Oh, I, I must have blacked out during that. So then, you know, 
let's go to the interview. And oh, yeah, Natalie's I like, she didn't want to oh, get it. Natalie, oh, Mike is opening the champagne and I'm doing house with my hands. And, she and was then, scared to get hit with yeah, the cork. Like, and all of a sudden she got like so you know, caught up in all this. It was so awkward. I'm like, girlfriend, just roll with the house. What are the odds it was non-alcoholic champagne? Because now she's all pro. Let's, let's but they drink. did drink champagne before. Let's drink. She used to be so anti-drinking. And now she's like, oh, sure. Let's, let's pop, get the some sh- champagne. pop the champagne. I thought she would sip on it, but she would probably not have not a second glass. not going to get crazy. So, but they say chin chin. They cheers and they say chin chin. They should have said Nazdravie. Yeah, it made no sense. That's Italian, right? Mm-hmm. And has nothing to do with Ukraine. Has nothing, nothing to do with sushi. And here's a fun fact. Here's a fun fact for you guys. Never, never say chin chin in Japan. Never toast with a chin chin in Japan. Why? Why never? Why never say chin yeah. chin as a? It means penis. Does it? Chin chin means penis in Aww. Japan. So I thought it was kind of funny. They're having sushi. <laughs> She's saying chin chin, which has nothing to do with anything that's happening. Or does it? Or <laughs> maybe she. Maybe she. If saying, things go well, exactly. A little chin chin in my mouth. Mouth. She's later. like. She's like penis penis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> penis penis penis. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. just a word to the wise: if you are in Japan, don't chin chin. But you might say konnichiwa oh, instead. Look at you. Right? Look so, at you. So worldwide? Yeah. <laughs> no? Worldly? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Worldly. Okay. So konnichiwa. Natalie gives the toast, they chin chin, and then they start talking about Thanksgiving in Oklahoma. Natalie's like, this is, this is going to be my first Thanksgiving in America, which sort of redundant. I don't think they celebrate Thanksgiving in other countries. No, it's going to be her first Thanksgiving ever. I thought she said in America. She did, but she I'm sure she meant ever because we don't celebrate Thanksgiving in Europe. That's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> the only Thanksgiving. Tell me about your Thanksgiving in Ukraine, Natalie, because I'm very no, curious about this. It's not existent. But she says, I don't know how to celebrate it. So here we go again with personality Mike and I don't like it. It makes me feel very uncomfortable. It makes me feel gross. I need to take a shower after personality Mike. <laughs> but he's like, oh, Thanksgiving, it's great. You pop the turkey in at six in the morning. You're making the homemade dessert. You're doing this. You're having drinks. It's the best holiday ever. It's my favorite holiday. I'm like, Mike, whatever you're doing, stop. I don't, it's very off-putting. Go back to being sad. Mm-hmm. Go back to speaking in one word sentences because I don't like how excited you are. Also, I don't think your mom gets up at six, does she? Well, I was going to ask, what what was your first Thanksgiving experience? It wasn't with me. With you, it was my second Thanksgiving. Okay. My first Thanksgiving was when my friend Daniela invited me to spend it with her family. Shout out to Daniela. And it was a year before I spent it with your family. Because prior to that, I was just surrounded by foreigners. You love Thanksgiving, though. Oh, I love Thanksgiving. So good. Love the dark meat. Mm, and I love the white meat. On so. the turkey, yeah. Yeah, so to each their own. Yeah, I mean, I love the white meat, too. Dark, white. <laughs> I love the protein, guys. Wow. The cranberry sauce. 
oh, you know, you remember your mom got the pie and we all ate it and thought that was the best apple pie ever. And then we found out it was a peach pie. That did not <laughs> happen to me. That happened to you. But yeah, <laughs> you were me and your, I mean, me. Me and your mom, yeah, I said it right. We were like loving this pie. It was just so good. It was this the best apple pie ever. And later yeah. we found, oh, it wasn't a, yeah, it was a peach pie, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, peach pie. But we like loved it so much. We were like chatting about it, how great this apple pie was. Right. Now it turns out you love peach pie. It was a peach pie. So, okay, Natalie's a little nervous. She's hesitant to spend Thanksgiving with Trish because of the whole, you know, Trish trying to ruin her wedding, that whole thing. So then Natalie says, well, since I've been in the U.S., Mike hasn't introduced me to any of his friends. And she, here's her thought. Here's her, <laughs> here's her reasoning. Maybe because he's embarrassed by my pronunciation. I don't think that's it, Natalie. I think he just doesn't like the way you talk to people. And Mike actually said it. No, it's, yeah, it's, it has nothing to do with the way you talk. It's, it's not. It's what, it's not how you say it. <laughs> it's, it's what, what you, you say. say. Yeah. Yeah, Natalie, that's, that's exactly what it is. Imagine, imagine like bringing me out to meet your friends. I would be like, what's your IQ? Mine is 130. <laughs> have you, uh, have you ever been to the museum? No, you're, you're the worst. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> you idiot. Your friends would love me. Yeah. They would be like, she's so lovely. Oh my gosh. She is so lovely. Isn't that a song? Isn't she lovely? Oh. Stevie Wonder, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what did I sing? You said she is so lovely. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. So then they're talking about Mike's Reno friends because she's hoping to visit. And hopes she'll get the introduction. And Natalie asks, like, do you think I'll get along with your friends? And he says, you know, sometimes you come off a little harsh. Sometimes you're a little harsh. Very true. Very and true. Reno people, they're amazing. They're very po- nice people. They're very polite people. So you're going to need to be polite back to them. And Natalie's defense. Here comes Natalie's mm-hmm. defense. Which, Classic Natalie. Listen, I've heard you say it a time or two. I've definitely heard you say this a time or two. I'm from another country. Okay. I've said it, but mm-hmm. not in a sense like she used it. You weren't using it as a defense of why you could be mean. You were using it as a defense of like, this is why... I thought otherwise, or this is, we do it differently yes, in my country. It's been years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing too bad. It's just, I have to make sure okay. who I'm surrounded by before I speak up. Okay. Let's just leave it at that, <laughs> at, at this. So then Natalie goes, well, if you want me to be polite, maybe your friend shouldn't send naked pictures to you. Ooh. Hello. Hello. Okay. What kind of what kind of friends does Mike have? Very very, ni- very, very nice friends yeah, from very Reno. Good friends. Very nice friends. <laughs> yeah. Very nice people from Reno. So Mike gets pissed, of course. He leaves, and he tells, <laughs> yeah, he leaves, and then Natalie tells the producers, yeah, some girl from Nevada sent a picture of her boobs to Mike. <laughs> oh, okay. So then we see Mike grab his bag and leave the hotel. And he says, I'm going home to have some drinks and take some shots. 
What about Natalie? I mean, Seattle, Seattle is three hours away. Is he going to drive back? He's probably going to pick her up. He's probably going to ask Tamara to come pick her up. Probably. Tamara. <laughs> Tamara. <laughs> hate to bother you right Natalie now. Natalie pissed me off again. She, She's in a hotel in Seattle. I hope the car is petroled up because I'm going to need you to do a quick pickup. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Uh, Who knows? Who knows how that's going to end? But we'll be tuning classic in. Classic we'll Mike and Natalie. I'm here out. for the drama. Yeah. She, so. again, Natalie is a Sour Patch kid. First so sweet, then she got sour, right? Something something like that. <laughs> <laughs> a lot closer than your Stevie Wonder. I'll say that. I'll say that. So that's Mike and Natalie. No Jovi and Yara. I think next time. I have a feeling we're going to get an hour of them we next time. We saw the previews, so we'll see them next time. Yeah. And... That's the episode. That's so make it. sure make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast wherever you're listening. Yeah, guys, subscribe. Don't miss out on any extra secret new pop-ups that <laughs> yeah. might or might not happen. But just subscribe just in case. Yeah. And follow us on Instagram at 90 Day Crazy in Love. And if you could leave a review, even if you have nothing to say but you want to show your support because we really could use use your support. Mm-hmm. Just drop uh, the package emoji. Drop the pack. Yeah. Teresa's rolling her eyes. She ra- rather you send an animal. No, no, no. Package and an animal. Oh, just package for- and an animal. Just forgot to say the animal. Wow. So that's why I'm rolling my okay, eyes. Okay. So drop a package emoji. And an animal you would like to receive in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And that's it. And that's how it's done. And thank you for the reviews that have already been left. We really appreciate those. And if you want to update your review, you can always update it. You can always go back and update it and just add the package and animal or, that you would like to or receive. Or if you left a review already, thank you so much. How about your significant other or your mom? <laughs> take that phone. You've gotten so good. Take that phone. You've gotten so and good at leave, this. And leave that package and your favorite animal emoji, guys. Yeah. When they're sleeping... Just grab their hand, put their thumb against the iPhone, unlock it. They may be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Are you going through my text? No. Just, or just be honest. Just Ma, yeah. Ma, I, I want to leave some review. Give me your phone. Ma. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so. Oh. Every mama is going to be like, okay. Sure. Moms sure. love to help. Moms, Moms love, to help. love to help. All right. That is it. That is all for now. That was episode two. Wow. We are into this thing. Oof. And We're deep into this. We will have Nicole and Asin coming out on Throwback Thursday. Yeah, so. guys, you better subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Someone is hangry. Someone is hangry. Someone's doing the advertising here. All right. Guys, thanks. For ourselves. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.